Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Welcome to Movie Fold. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hello. And welcome back to the show, Chris Ryber. What's up, boys? How's it going? All right. So this is episode number 152. Review series volume two, Mavic Pro two with Chris Reibert. Oh, that's a long one. Wow, that's just too many twos. Two two twos. Two. Yeah, I know. One fifty two, volume two, Mavic Pro two. I need to take a number two. Two two two. <laughs> Chris is going to take a number two. <laughs> nice, nice. Outfitting everything. <laughs> Rolled through right there. Okay, so let's catch up with everyone's week first. So who wants to go first? I don't care. Okay, so Kevin wrote, huh? So let's see what he did for the I, week. That's what I did. Nothing. I did what? absolutely nothing, dude. You didn't go flying this weekend? I thought you were... Uh, I did not go, go flying Saturday, this weekend. I no, I was oh, gonna. My brother-in-law had some issues he wanted me to come up and help him out with. And okay. then two days later, I didn't know at the time, he said, hey, I got two snowblowers that I'm not using anymore. You want them? And I was like, oh, nice. okay. Two of them? Yeah. He's got a single stage and a two stage and... I brought one of them home. The other one I got to pick up on Friday because I couldn't even. F- the one's massive, and so I. Nice. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna see if I can get them running. Uh, so, I think they sat for a while. Yeah. So which one are you gonna put tracks on and make RC? Um, I don't know. <laughs> for the small mm-hmm. one, maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Try the small one first. No, that, the small one's a single that. stage, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're going to want the dual stage, really, because the mouse now we get, the dual stage really helps. Yeah, yeah, and the one I had before that my uncle gave me a while back, um, that was a du- dual stage, and that one kicked ass, man. Mm-hmm. But that's really that's really all I did. I, I went out um, Wednesday night uh, for an event that one of our customers was throwing that was kind of not mandatory, but that w- they wanted some numbers there. So I went and I'm glad I went. Cause it was, I got to drink scotch for free and hang out and shoot shit. So nice. that's what I did. And yeah. then Thursday I got stuck in the massive snowstorm. The oops moment that the whole tri-state area did. Oh, yeah. we, we forgot about oh. those 16 million people that have got to get home. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. so, yeah. And that's about it, man. And then, yeah, I just, I was busy all weekend. Nothing really RC. I was going to take my helicopter up to my brother-in-law's and fly it up at the Green Pond real quick, but I didn't even mm-hmm. get a chance to do that, man. So somebody else go. Tell me what you did. All right. I'll go next because I didn't fly either. <laughs> no, I didn't fly. Take a no fly. But I I mean, I, I did. So I, I bought a new FPV goggle set and I'm like. Did you? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't stand the one I had because I, I have to use an external video transmitter for it. So mm-hmm. I kind of like. And an impulse, just like stop by a hobby shop. I'm like, what if PV goggles do you have? And they're like, you got these Spectrum ones. So I was like, Spectrum? Let me look at them. Oh, they're fast sharks. So they're kind of cheap, but they're on sale. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll pick them up. So it's like a Focal, I think is the name of it. Okay. Focal V2. And it basically looks like the SD Attitudes. <clears throat> so it's the same ones I kind of had before, but it has like a little fan on it. and But it comes with a, um, a diversity uh video receiver already built into with the battery and all that fun stuff so so i figure you know for a couple hundred bucks let me just pick this up and give it a shot so i was 
find a tiny whoop inside uh, my house. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and scaring the crap out of my dog. My dog does not <laughs> like it. <laughs> uh, that's great. Mm. I have so much fun with it. But like, he'll just sit there for the most part. But then as soon as they get close, he'll like jump. Like he'll literally jump back like a cat. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. Besides that, I finished building my Goblin 700 Comp Thunder. I installed the new KC servos into my Black Thunder. What else did I do? Oh, I got my I got a Hobby King order in, which I ordered those uh, remote switches, the RC remote switches, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. So I could get so I could get those installed on a Night Radian. Cool. But before I hack that up, I figure let me at least made in this plane <laughs> before I start like changing yeah. out some of the you know messing with the electronics. I want to make sure everything works and and it flies well. So uh, besides that, I did a couple unboxing videos. I did one today about the uh, the two boxes I didn't order. <laughs> the uh, banners and then did i do another one i thought i did another one the other day eh, i can't remember but yeah that's pretty much been my week yeah what you, about did. You, Andy? You, you got your sir ser- your Kyle oh yeah servos. the calcisi servos yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right yep yeah i um uh, i got to work on the camper a little bit over the weekend finally um nice it's been raining here almost solid for like two weeks i haven't been able to do anything but I got some uh, new uh, tires and wheels put on. Uh, I decided to go up a size because the the wheels on it were just barely, barely sized for the weight. Mm. And uh, I don't like having tire trouble in the middle of the summer on the interstate. So I just went ahead and put, put a size bigger on there. That so 22s won't... and spinners? <laughs> yes, oh. exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't go for that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I spent about an hour walking around Home Depot and Lowe's trying to come up with a solution to hang the helis on the wall. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, the closet wire rack. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I mean, it works fine, but I don't care for the looks of it. So I didn't find anything really that suited me. So I ended up just building my own. I just took a piece of half-inch rod and put a uh, bend in each end and then welded that to a, a little strip of metal that I could screw into the wall. Nice. And it actually worked out really well because I was able to custom make a custom length that perfectly fit so I could hit the studs in the wall. Oh, right, right. right. So nice. it turned out really good. The only problem is it's not long enough uh, to hold all the helis. I only had about 41 inches in that one particular spot. So I guess I'll have to do another one somewhere else or just take, you know, five helis when I go somewhere. That's also an option, but I got that installed and it turned out pretty nice. So I'm happy with that. I got out uh, Sunday and uh, inspired by Drew and Derek last mm-hmm. week, I set up some cones and did some hover box drills. Either one of you guys ever done that? No. No, but uh, one of our listeners asked, what is our hover, hover box drill? So why don't you go over that real quick? Yeah. Um, cones, flags, uh, mm-hmm. Drew said he put shoes out. Yeah, whatever but four points anything, you can mark. Yeah, anything to mark four points in a box, roughly 20 to 25 foot apart, um, just a square box. And you just uh, pick an orientation like for say, um, for instance, tail in and hook, move over top of the cone and pause 
and hover. Um, put it in a nice, perfectly stable hover, and I just count it to five. Like once it's stable, count one, two, three, and then move to the next cone. Do the same thing. Repeat, um, and then do another orientation. You know, nose um, left or right or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all the uprights were okay. I'm a little bit weak on my nose right, tail in, nose in, and nose left i'm pretty good at nose right i'm a little bit weak i i wasn't sure if i could even do it or not um mm. inverted tail in and nose in were okay uh side mm-hmm. ends are, are terrible i really need work on my inverted side in but anyway it it, it was interesting because i've personally never done it myself so i thought well shoot let's give it a try see what happens nice um but it, it, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of surprised myself that I was that I was able to do it. I Man, I wouldn't say it was perfect. A couple times, it took me a few minutes to kind of get settled into a nice stable hover, but I did accomplish it. Cool. It everybody should try it. it it's very good for uh, orientation practice. Yeah, man, definitely. I think uh, uh, next time I go to the park, I'll try that. Yeah, and like I was telling uh, the guy on Facebook. You know, if, if that's too easy or, or you find that too boring, you can always, um, like as you move from one cone to the next, do a Piro, like do a 360 Piro in between cones and then do a Piro hover over the cone mm. or just Piro the whole time. You know, Piro hover and then Piro to the next cone and hover. Right. So you can, you can switch it up a little to make it more of a challenge. It's still a very good practice drill. And when that's too easy, then you could pure flip over the box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, do do uh yeah stationary flips and then traveling flips and <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a cool idea, right? You uh-huh. do a stationary flip, travel to that one, now uh-huh. turn it and stationary flip there. Yeah. Uh huh. So I'm uh-huh. putting it in already. I know. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, when I I went inverted, I had to keep telling myself, "Stay up, stay up." I don't, you're not trying to cut the cone. Stay up. Stay up. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was a little funny. I got out Monday and uh, put three flights on my 516, and I ended up breaking uh, the front skid. I got a little ambitious with an inverted auto. I just kept pushing it and pushing it. I was uh, coming in inverted, and I, I come down about five feet and then instead of rolling, I thought, well, I'll do a, um, a flip. So come nose in inverted about five foot off the ground. And then I guess it would be, um, a forward flip. So I push the nose up and then set down. Right. Okay. But yeah, it all worked good, except I kind of run out of head speed about three feet off the ground and just kind of oh. pancaked it in. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so really the only thing that happened was it broke the skid. I actually did a fin- finished my other battery um, with the broke skid. I just took off carefully, flew around, and landed very carefully. So it wasn't wasn't too bad of an issue. Anyway, that's I guess that's about it for me. I guess who we got, Chris? Yeah. Yes. What, what you been up to, man? It's been a busy, busy summer. I think the last time I chat on the show with you guys was back in March when I did a scale episode. Um, mm-hmm. Just been enjoying the summer, 
with the family at the new house, new hobby room. I uh, I went to this one fun flying jersey. It's called the Free Free Bird Free Free, free Fall bird. Free Fall RC Helifest. <laughs> that was a good time. Good time, boys. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's some so, fun. So that was a blast. Um, I just after after my hella jamboree, I just kind of lay low for a while and just have fun around the house, have fun at the field. I I put so much time into planning the event and making everybody happy. It just it drains me. So I just kind of just take it easy and just fly when I can. Work's been slammed this year. We added a few new guys at work, so that's been going really good. Um, before we didn't go any farther, I want to give Derek and Drew kudos. That was probably one of the best shows I've heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. And those are two excellent guys because every year, I don't think I've ever asked them to come to the show. I always come back Friday night from dinner, and they're just magically under the tent, getting their their helicopter stuff ready for Saturday. And the guys, they really support the show. They put on a good show. They help everybody out. So, Drew, Derek, mm-hmm. thank you, boys. And uh, they're animals, man. They are animals. Drew will make you laugh over anything. And Derek, the, the time he puts into his work, like I, we come back from dinner that night, I'm watching him solder all the LEDs for his night flight canopy and something's backwards. And I saw him smoke like half the LEDs and he just pulled them off, started from scratch again. And they had, some, they had a killer night flight. Yeah. So yeah. hats off boys. Awesome interview. And thank you for supporting the Heli Jam like you do every year. What else? Um, I planked it up a lot this summer. I got back mm-hmm. to my, my roots. Plank it up. I uh, had fun <laughs> with some jets again. I uh, bought two gassers. So I've been gassing it up. For the first time in probably 10 years, the, the airplanes outbeat my helicopter fleet for once. But it's been fun. The, the new house has kept us busy for the last six months. And being able to walk out front and fly like the little crack yak of the velocity is a lot easier than running the field. But when I do have a few hours here and there, I'll uh, I'll grab one of the gassers and the Synergy E5, and I'll I'll head up to the field of those. And the gassers have just been a hoot, man. Bring a gas can, bring a radio, fueled up, flip on the ignition, hand prep it, and go fly for 20 minutes. So I've been I've been having a kick with those. They're definitely I don't know why it took me 32 years to try a gasser, but I, I'm loving it. Plus, the the Cub was kind of gassed by use Coleman in it because I think I was had a fear of getting this gas fumes all over the house and all over my hands mm-hmm. uh, but i've been working with jersey modeler trying a lot of a lot of their fuel stuff out and their fillers and i've done some videos for them mm-hmm. and i'll tell you what there's not a cent of fuel in my hands or my v-bar radio when i fly so i think i'm definitely hooked i will always have a gas for my fleet now it's they, they sound cool they look cool and uh i don't know they're just a blast to fly so i definitely recommend them if you got the money you got the time and <clears throat> you're not worried about Shedding some balsa wood on the ground if something happens. What about a gasser heli? Gasser, I I've been there, done that. That was fun. Yeah, it was heavy. It's cheap too. Yeah, cheap to fly for sure. Yeah, I should have went the gas route originally when I did my gasser goblin. I ran it on Coleman, so I mean twenty two dollars a gallon still isn't bad, but uh. Yeah. I wish I wish I did it's not do that. three dollars a gallon, right? No, yeah. no, no. But I had fun though. I tried Raja's gasser at our fun fly this year. He he actually flew my gasser airplane while I flew his gasser heli, so we were having fun out there. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about doing it in in the future, possibly doing a synergy uh yeah. N seven converted over. Mm-hmm. Seven six six mm-hmm. looks kinda of big, but uh, yeah. the new blackout mm-hmm. N seven one looks really nice. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Andy, how's that going? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, same as last time. Just sitting here. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm building one of those, Chris. So when I get it going, you take a pull on it. I heard. I've been listening. I've been listening. Yeah. So that's about it, boys. Just what I've been up to last few months is just work, family, house, flying when I can. And uh, flight count's still up there. I think I checked the other day and I'm over. I, I monitor the flight count. So I monitor the flights every year. I have a, t- a spreadsheet. And you go back to like, I think it was 2014 here. I had 613 flights that year. And then as Haley got older and as Logan came along, the flight counts kind of went down. Um, but I'm up to 418. So that's that's not bad considering a new house, really busy at work and in the family. So Jeez, dude. It, it's nothing shy. I'm still having fun. I'm not pouting out, you know, 20 flights, you know, every weekend like I used to. But if I, if I have a few, few minutes, I just run outside with the velocity and go out there and tear up the field across the street oh that's cool man and that's what that plane's for right well that's why that's why he built the even smaller one because then i don't even have to leave my yard i can just sit on the front porch with a little 2s uh s-bach the tech yeah. one so that's nice. even better i don't even have to walk to the driveway i just sit on the front porch kids sit there with me and bang out four flights back to back and go inside and call the night nice so that's that's about it boys awesome. for what i've been up to all right, so then let's get right into the main topic here, which is the review series volume two, and you're going to be going over the DJI Mavic Pro two review. So let's go. Uh, let's go here. Let's hear what you got to say about this, huh? Uh, so initial first impressions. What do you got? First impressions. So I'm kind of uh, just like kind of Bobby said. You know. I'm not sponsored by DJI, but I use what I like and I talk about what I like. Well, I talk about what I don't like too. I'm honest with all my my reviews. So coming into this, I've had two Mavic, uh, the original Mavics. I'll call for this for this little review. We'll call them the classic. Is what I have written down here. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been flying a classic Mavic um, since the first week they came out a couple of years ago. Um, that's what kind of got me into drones. Um, that's what I, I started flying when I started my air photography business. So I've had two classic Mavics for the past few years. Um, so I'm kind of comparing this review is kind of comparing off of what I know with the original Mavic. Um, it came packaged well, just like DJI. You open a box and you've got the foam, the not the foam, the plastic. You know, is is curved to the drone, so that sits in there nice. You got all the packaging, mm-hmm. the boxes with the transmitter. Um, one thing I, I noticed immediately was they do not include a memory card with this Mavic, whereas the previous ones, they included a memory card. Mm -hmm. Um, Because this one has a different coding for how it can record, because it's higher quality pictures and there's some changes, I think the type of memory card I had to buy is a little bit higher end, so I don't think they're going to give those out for free. Not even that, dude. The ones that came with like my Spark and the Phantoms are like 8 gig memory cards. Like just Whatever, you're going to end up throwing those away anyways, because you want to use at least a 64 on there. Yeah, you do a five-minute video at 4K, you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. done. Right. Land. <laughs> Land, I have to um, pull that data off, which would take the longest time, right? So so with this, I got to say, kudos to DJI. Um, you know, we've all bought a product that's brand new, and it has some type of factory defect that, you know, it's under our control. You know, we, we warranty it stuff when we do electric work, because if there's a factory defect on, on a part we install, you know, we, we cover it. Mm-hmm. Um I was, so, I was so excited to get this thing flying. You know, I, I un- unwrap it. I do the what's in the box review, get that all ready. And I go out for my first flight. I'm like, this camera is killer. This has a new camera built on it. So I go mm-hmm. out there. It won't focus. I'm like, okay, autofocus isn't working. Let me try manual focus. Yeah. And I could manually focus and it's, it'd go to grab myself or whatever I was trying to focus on. But it looked like, it almost looked like there's film over the camera. Like, you know how you get a new camera that you got to pull off that film? Right. Yeah, I like was, a little cover, yeah. 
I was convinced that there was an invisible film on this camera I could not find. I talked to Bobby Watts. I talked to you know DJI and everybody else, and it looked no, no, no film on the camera. So after an hour and a half of tech support with DJI, you know, sending pictures and emails and my flight logs, um, they determined it was a bad camera out of the box. So really? sadly, I packed it back up, uh, sent it mm. back to them. It's brand new. I mean, literally, they saw that I registered it. They saw that I flew it twice, and then I sent it back to them. So, you know, DJI Care, it's it's awesome. Within a week later, I had my drone back, and it's been flying great since. So that's pretty cool, the fact that it, it, this downtime sucked because it was right on fall mm-hmm. where I want to get a lot of fall shoots that I lost out on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's back. I'm happy. Um, it is a little bit bigger and heavier than the Classic Mavic. Mm-hmm. The Classic Mavic was 1.6 pounds compared to the Mavic 2 Pro, which is 2 pounds. Um and that's because of the newer motors, newer battery, and we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, plastic color, it's a little bit different coloring on, on the dyed plastic, but it's got the quiet props, like the Mavic, um, the original Mavic had. You could do the upgrades to the quiet props. They okay. also included um, removable gimbals on a transmitter, so if you're throwing the radio in your pocket, where the bottom plastic mounts fold out to hold your cell phone, the gimbals actually store up inside there, so if you're throwing it in the pocket, you don't have to worry about breaking off your gimbals, which is cool. Wait, wait, the uh, gimbals pop off? So they, do they unscrew or do they just they, pop off? They unscrew right off. There's like three ah. threads, they pop right mm-hmm. off. It's pretty cool. Nice. And then the biggest thing that sold me on this, because there's two models of the new Mavic 2 Pro. There's the Mavic 2 Pro, which I bought, and there's a Mavic 2 Zoom. I did not get the Zoom one. I got the 2 Pro because it has a 20-megapixel Hasselblad camera. And Hasselblad is known for their cameras in the photography industry. So that was the biggest thing was I was buying this for the camera. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll talk more to that. But just first first reviews out of the box, was it was packed well. The camera looked good. It looked like the drone I've been used to for the past two years. It was just a little bit more stout, um, new motors, shapes, shapes the same. They added some more features we'll go into. But I, I was okay. happy from opening the box. It's it's what you should expect from DJI when you're buying a quality, you know, prosumer type drone. Okay, and so so what was the build like? I mean, I, I, because it's all put together, what do you have to do? So first thing you're going to want to do is put on the props. The props are just like the other ones where they're quarter turned, so you click them in, turn mm-hmm. them either direction, and you just lock right in. Yep. Um, DJI and any of their drones are going to have you register at first because mm-hmm. not only are they logging, you're logging all your flights, but they're they're logging your flights, so. If there is an issue with it, they can check back into history and see, was it manufacturer defect? Was it pilot error? Uh, plus, when you register it, it's in their system. So that if there's constant updates with like new geofencing or anything like that, they can send you um, the updates. And then okay. pretty much charge the pack and fly. A little bit different as far as uh, the battery on this. The original Mavic Classic was three cell. This is a four cell battery. So a little okay. bit bigger battery. One battery is included with the charger. Um, I bought a second battery. I think I got one on sale. I think they retail for one fifty. I, I got it for one thirty five. So, not too bad when you when you're you know comparing it to our helicopter batteries. Mm-hmm. So that was a build. I mean, props, charge, register, fly. Pretty pretty cool. So Chris, you bring up something very interesting. You know, you're registering it, and obviously these things have GPS on them. And you said, you know, they got to avoid certain areas because that's the whole, you know, thing that. DJI is doing like you can't fly around the White House and stuff like that. I wonder if they know where these things are. Well, I guess they would have to download it, right? The data. That, yeah, that, and I think they would send notifications. Like if you're truly in like a restrict. First off, if you're 
I think in like a restricted area, it, it won't let you fly in certain areas. Like it won't even let the drone take off. Right. Um, if oh, I'm near, I, sorry, I thought I thought it, it would give you like a warning. So it would be like, well, if you're going to fly, it's under your own risk at that point. That's if you're not. I think one of them will actually won't let you take off. It's like restricted or like blackout area. Yeah, like um, around the White House and stuff like that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. of the geofencing. But the Class C airspace, like I'm close to Rochester International, and I, mm-hmm. I, I use, I use, uh, what do I use? I think I use Sky Map and Before You Fly. I have a bunch of apps I use before mm-hmm. I fly anywhere, anyways. Yep. But um, if I'm close to an airport, it'll tell you you're close to Class C airspace or you're in Class C airspace, and it'll let you take off, but. I'm sure they're they're logging everything. So if something happens, you're, it's it's all right there. Right. Yeah, that you're liable, not DJ. Right. Yeah, I think there's different levels. Like sometimes you get a warning, but then even more restricted, it just won't even take off. Period. Right. Yeah. It's just interesting with the whole. You know, I don't want to get in the whole debate, but you know, it's just interesting with the with the whole. We're spotting drones and all the sightings and all the stuff, and you know, they have something they can actually reference. Well, if it's a DJI product. Oh yeah, when you're flying DJI products, you know Big Brother's definitely watching, and especially yeah. if you, if you're a Part 107 licensed, um, you know SUAS operator like I am, you definitely have to do everything by the book because you do one screw up, they they they'll dig up the records, they'll find your flight path, how long you flew, your altitude, all that stuff. And I don't see that as a bad thing either because we're responsible guys in the hobby, and and somebody could say, oh, no, I saw that guy. This guy owns a drone across the street, and I saw it over here, you know, and you can go back and say, hey, look at my logs. I was nowhere near that, you know? And, and I, you know, that, that brings up a point later on somewhere in this review where I actually talk about it. Um, when I had, when I was shooting that wedding about a year or so ago, um, when it hit the tree and it, and it just demolished my Mavic, um, that was I was in one of their intelligent flight modes, and I sent them the log records. They checked it, and within a week, I had a brand new drone at my front door. They didn't even repair my other one; they just sent me a brand new one. And because wow. of that log file, I told them what it was doing when it hit the tree. And apparently, they went back, checked the log files, found out it was correct. It was on their side, and uh, they sent me a new one. So that, that's kind of cool. You know, big wow. brother watching or not, it's kind of nice that you can pull the data and show them what you're actually doing. And it, data. I, and you know what they do too? They're covering their they're covering their ass because how many people say, "Oh my god, my drone crashed or my drone just flew." You know, oh, I was flying, I was flying in a park, and you know, it just hit a tree. And and they, they do the logs and they find it that it was sitting in the middle of a lake because yeah, they check right? the GPS coordinates. It's it's yeah. like radio lockout. I'm locked out. I'm locked out. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and I remember not. the days of stuff wasn't intelligent at all. You know, it, you would lose it. And definitely, you know, it was gone. Uh, or it was a vehicle or whatever it was and now it's great that we have this kind of like tracking and logging that we can reference for any kind of issues i think it's awesome and i've never gotten into telemetry and like my Mikado v control so many people ask me when i do my reviews and stuff they're like what do you think of the logging and the telemetry i've never used it so this is kind of cool where i kind of finally get to get into like the telemetry logging side where i've never really done that in the helicopter world nice so it's, it's definitely nice to know some information yeah awesome so all right, all right so let's move it on to your setup yeah so i fly it with a mikado v oh no i don't fly it with the v control radio. <laughs> um it it comes with their own little radio you, mm-hmm. you you don't need to use a cell phone you can fly it from the little transmitter but you're not going to have all the the readouts or see what you're doing you, i mean basically it's got to be line of sight so i use an iphone 7 plus um, my normal cell phone, because I like to have the GPS maps live in case it did go down. I can have it live on my my app, my maps. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and what's cool about this one is where the iPhone goes in the mount and the bottom of the transmitter, it was hard to hit the home button. Like if someone called me and I had to hit the home button, you couldn't right. get your finger under that before. Yeah. They actually cut out a notch that goes yeah. right where the home button is. So now if I need to hit the home button on the iPhone, it's right there. So I thought that was cool. That um, is neat, yeah. As, as far as how – there's so many different settings you can do. My basic settings – and I've, I've, I've been flying you know, a handful of times. I'm still kind of getting used to it. It's my classic with a you know new touch. So as far as my setup, um, my color settings, I shoot everything on D-Log-M. D-Log-M gives you the most sensors with over a billion colors. It gives you more flexibility in post-edit. It looks really kind of overcast if you're looking at it on your phone. But D-Log-M is there. I've been shooting D-Log-M for the past year and a half or two because it gives you a ton of post-edit work. Um, white balance, I never shoot auto. The problem with auto with white balance is as you're flying, it can mm-hmm. kind of change in flight while you're doing a video. And it just the, the color change on, on screen in a video is horrible. Um, so watching all the drone videos and playing around, I shoot either um, sunny or cloudy. So whatever day it is, choose sunny or cloudy. Stick with that while you're shooting. I... Uh, I save everything in both RAW and JPEG when it comes to my photo formats. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed about this Mavic 2 Pro is the JPEGs. Because when I flew the classic Mag- Mavic, I was never saving a JPEG. So it looked like a cell phone photo. And if you want to blow it up, it kind of get you know just distorted. Mm-hmm. The JPEGs coming off this Mavic 2 Pro are awesome. So it takes a little more memory on your card. But I shoot RAW and JPEG. RAW are there for post-edit. You know, I can colorize them, do what I need to to make the photo really pop. But the JPEGs, you know, it, it, it's instantly putting them directly onto my phone as I take them through the Mavic. It's saving that JPEG file um, in high quality on my phone. And literally, I might hit the auto, you know, correction in the photos on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. And, but they're JPEG. They're ready to post to social media. So most of the pictures I'm throwing up on Facebook, because Facebook deteriorates the photos anyways, are JPEG straight off, off the Mavic. So perfect for social media uploads, stuff like that. Um, nice. Memory card, I did spend a little bit of money, but the memory card of choice for everybody, including DJI, recommends it. It's a, it's a micro SD card. It's a SanDisk Extreme. Uh, it's 128 gig micro SDXC, and it's a class three. Class three meaning uh, it's the highest in its class for read and write speed. I used to use a class tens, and then once I started shooting 4K video, I noticed you know some of the video was choppy or wasn't coding correctly. So it's, it's definitely, I've learned over the past few years that it's definitely worth spending the money on a high-quality memory card. Because if you want the best pictures, you want the best videos, you need to be able to read and write to those speeds. So yep. same same memory card, same brand. I've got 128 gig in a new Mavic 2 Pro, and I keep a 64 gig in the Mavic for my, if I'm doing backup videos or I need to put that up in the air quick, it's got a 64 gig in it. Very cool. So what about your first flight? First flight, well, the day I got it back, it was starting to be overcast and rain, but just like we do with any new toy we have, we can't wait. And especially the fact that I had to ship it out to DJI for a week, I couldn't wait any longer. So as soon as I got home, you know, I, I already had the batteries sitting here charged, ready to go. Because what's cool is when I sent it back, I just sent back the Mavic only because it was a gimbal issue. So the radio mm-hmm. was here, the batteries were here, props were here. So I unpacked it real quick. Um did have to re-register it because I think they just sent me a completely new drone. Instead of them repairing them, they'll yeah. either send you a brand new one or um, a repop that's been all redone. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I had to re-register it again. At that point, I bought the DJI Care extended warranty package, which is cool. Um, just covers a lot of other stuff we'll talk about later. But threw a battery in it, 
flew it up in a field over my house. It felt like my other Mavics, but you could definitely tell it was faster in forward flight and definitely more responsive. Not only did they do 4S bigger battery, but they increased the motor size and the ESC. So everything, it's like when you're going mm. from your, your Sequoia, Kevin, you're going from a 3S Sequoia to a 4S. Flies right. the same, but you can definitely feel you know that yeah. different power. Um, and DJI states with the new power system and a new body design, um, they said it's 90, 19% less drag than a classic Mavic when in forward flight, which is nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So auto takeoff, auto return home, everything works the same. Mm-hmm. So felt like my Mavic, just a little bit faster. And it, it, there's there's just so many new features over the original yeah. classic. Yeah. Why don't we go into that since you've had both now? Going back and forth. And again, DJI, I did have the Phantom before this. Like about the time you guys got the Phantoms, I, uh, I bought the Phantom 3 Pro. And once I kind of got bit by the drones, that's when I went right to the Mavic. And I haven't done anything since. I've, I've, I've loved the Mavic series. And they've had a few other changes since then. I know they had the Mavic Air. They've had the Mavic Platinum. So they've had a few renditions. But from what I can tell, these two new ones are just going to be the, the killer for a while. So some new features over the Classic, we'll keep calling it the Classic Mavic Pro, is a, a 4S Intelligent Battery. Bigger motors, bigger ESCs like we talked about. The cool thing about the charger is it's a 110 volt, you know, plug in the wall attachment to your little charger, mm-hmm. and charge's got a little lead that comes out and clicks on the battery. Well, the original class, classic Mavic, they gave you like a little 10 inch micro USB that would plug into the charger and that would plug into your transmitter. Now they have that micro um, USB in the side of the the charger so it just pulls right out of the charger so you don't have to have an extra cord laying around it's it's always inside the charger so you can charge your mavic batteries mm. and your transmitter at the same time which is nice nice um so the, the camera itself like i mentioned earlier it's a hasselblad uh 20 megapixel camera the biggest change with this is it's a one inch sensor inside and that 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 accutes to four four times more effective than original classic um, bigger camera sensor, take bigger pictures. It's got a uh, 10-bit color profile when you're flying a D-Log M for the higher dynamic range in photos with over a billion colors. I haven't nerded out too much of the photography yet. I'm still into just kind of shooting like, you know, sunny or cloudy and kind of sticking to some of my stock settings, but it's got adjustable aperture for better low light. The thing, this should pretty much be hard for, to, for a newbie to crash. It's got uh, omni-directional obstacle sensors on all sides of the drone um, when you're in intelligent flight mode. The classic Mavic only had sensors on the top and bottom. That's why when DJI flew itself into the tree, they covered it because there was no backup, uh, not cameras, but backup sensors. Um, if, if my other drone, the original classic, would have had those rear sensors, as soon as it started to do the orbit and what I asked it to do, it would have stopped from hitting the pine tree. Instead, mine plowed in the pine tree and fell down 30 feet and, and demolished itself. This, uh, the new Mavic 2 Pro also has uh, front dual vision sensors, 40% more effective than the Classic, which is nice. Uh, it will sense obstacles faster as you're flying towards them, and it'll actually avoid and it'll, it'll make a new flight path to fly around them. Wow, if it has dual front sensors, that means it has uh, 3D awareness. Yes, it maps its whole environment. So if, say, you're in active track and you're telling it, I'm tracking myself, I'm at the park just jogging, and it's following me. Mm-hmm. If it sees an obstacle, it doesn't want to lose me in the active track. So it actually formulates a new 3D map world, and it gets around this obstacle to stay on 
focus on whatever. Cool. It's, it's it's crazy. Jeez, the technology is just wow. a little bit different than the old quads we used to make from flight test and out of sticks. Oh, yeah, and, a little different, fiber. a lot different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool, cool feature, too, on a transmitter I like. Um, there's a mode called tripod mode, which it just slows everything down. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go full right collective, right cyclic, I mean. And in tripod mode, it moved at maybe one, two miles an hour. That was for those really steady panning shots. Like if I'm at a wedding and I want to kind of go through a gazebo and I just want to steady a shot. Um, on this one, they actually have a slider on the side of the transmitter to go right into tripod mode. So I don't need to click the screen and find that under the intelligent flight mode. They actually put okay. that slider on the side of the transmitter this time, which is awesome. Okay. Nice. So active track, Steve, I'm sure you've played with active track in your spark mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Um, active track is the one where you choose your, uh, choose your, whatever you want to track yourself, a car, whatever they've, uh, they've done, they've upgraded to active track 2.0. And this is where, again, Steve, for better tracking, this is where it will map a three-dimensional view of the environment. So it will keep the subject even when out of view. So if you watch the video from DJI, they're scanning the sports car going through, like, the Swiss Alps. Mm -hmm. And it comes to a point where the sports car goes out of range, not out of range, but out of view around a side of a mountain on the curve. And the Mavic actually moves itself over, keeps tracking the the subject even though it's out out of frame. And when it comes back around the corner, it continues to track the car. So it's constantly building this 3D map to keep the subject tracked, which is really, really cool. See, yeah, I, I deal with cameras like that on a daily basis, and I have no idea how it figures this shit out. Like, especially that in the air doing it, that's just another level, man. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And it will do it up to 45 miles an hour after track 2.0. So if you're following like a wake boat... Wow. or a four-wheeler you see a lot of the videos where people are doing the side-by-side commercials like there's some cool stuff you can film up to 45 miles an hour i mean that's fast on land yeah jeez and if we kind of just talked about it earlier but yeah obstacle sensing will plan the flight path to avoid obstacles while it's tracking the subject so that's the craziest thing the fact that it's i just have to worry about when i'm in this flight mode i'm literally telling it follow steve on his bicycle and that's it and i'm i'm just playing with the camera working my angles, working my focus and stuff. And it will literally fly the whole flight, following Steve or whoever. And mm-hmm. it's planning out the whole flight. I don't need to worry about it flying into a side of a building, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, cool. Uh, 4S battery, we did gain a little bit of weight, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. but we did gain four minutes of flight. Uh, classic okay. Mavic, 27 minutes. Mavic 2, we're getting 31 minutes, which... It doesn't sound like much, but you take a four-minute flight when flying a helicopter, that, that can be a long time. Four minutes, that's another four minutes of shooting videos or, or, or pictures. So that, that is pretty good for that little extra weight. And then some new intelligent flight modes. Like I didn't really play with any flight modes on my original Mavics other than active track and uh, uh, point of interest. Those are my two favorite. And this one, Steve, I think has some features that your uh, Spark has. Um, Asteroid, which is really cool. Uh, yeah. boom, boomerang, rocket, drony, uh, helix, and this has panoramas and hyperlapse. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of cool new flight modes. You can research them. Asteroid will kind of make it takes it, it pulls out does panoramas when it's all done. It makes it look like it turns into like a small world, like as it zooms out, which is cool. Yeah. Boomerang will kind of go up and come back down while tracking the image in center. Uh, rocket is where it just goes straight up, looking down on you. Drony kind of does a pull-out shot like we all like to do. 
Yeah. Helix kind of does like a double boomerang while keeping its uh, focus. But Hyperlapse is the coolest. Um, I played with it twice during the day. I haven't played with it at night yet. But basically, it's just a sweet time last feature. Um, you can set it for taking how long you want to go. Like the ones I was doing the other day for, I think, a, a 10-second Hyperlapse Clips, it was an eight-minute flight. And I was doing uh, the local uh, bridge by where I live. So it, it it was kind of boring sitting there for eight minutes for 10 seconds. But the end, the end result's really cool where it stitches. It takes a photo every two seconds, and then it manually stitch or automatically stitches them together to this little hyperlapse video. So once that eight minutes or 10 minutes or however many minutes is up, it says processing hyperlapse. And within 30 seconds, you have a little video of the hyperlapse put together. And if you want, you can choose to save all the hyperlapse images I stopped doing it because the quality wasn't as good. It wasn't like the true you know, 4K photos, but it's kind of cool that it will save every hyperlapse photo. So as you're scro- scrolling through your computer, as you're sliding the slider tab, you can actually, it looks like a little flipbook movie. Mm-hmm. Wow. So so hyperlapse is cool. Um, this The Mavic 2 also has a greater enhanced HDR photo. So it takes multiple photos, combines them all together to a super crisp HDR photo. I think the old one, took three photos and put them together. Mm-hmm. Um, this takes, I think, seven video or seven pictures and puts them all together to one uh, nice. high-resolution uh, photo. And the Mavic 2 boasts up to a five-mile range. I know a, people, a couple people on YouTube did it. Uh, five miles is insane. For a Part 107 pilot, I personally fly within line of sight by law, uh, or I have a video or a visual observer. But five miles, that's, that's insane. That's like another town over. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty crazy. I don't see, I don't see the point of that. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I'd be scared. Like if I'm just flying up front of my house, just taking pictures, and, and for one second this thing becomes a speck or I don't see it, I freak out. I don't know how anybody would want to go more than a mile away. But yeah, they're boasting five miles. I don't know what you're going to do with that because if you're doing anything for hire, you can't be out of sight. And even yeah. your visual observer, they'd have to have eyesight on it the entire time, and you can't use binoculars for uh, being a VO. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so five miles, that's pretty pretty long range. Don't know what you'd use it for, but it's impressive that we can take one of these tiny little backpack drones and go five miles away and then five miles back. So Yeah. Yeah, nice. still cool. Uh so the next one, I hope you didn't crash it, but <laughs> anything to report about how it crashes? I did not crash it. Okay, that's good. However, <laughs> I have crashed one before mm-hmm. and uh parts break. The the little ribbons on these gimbals is so sensitive. Yeah. And uh, when mine hit that tree at that wedding, I watched it fall. The wedding party felt bad for me. And that's why I instantly bought a second one. So if I remember doing a high video shoot, like a wedding or something important, I have a backup drone. Um, so the, the arms are pretty solid. You know, people said they've opened these, closed these drones hundreds and thousands of times, never had an issue. But uh, that gimbal, I mean, it's on that little 3XS gimbal. And you drop that from you know, 10, 20 feet, it, it'll rip that ribbon right out. So you've got to be careful. Mm-hmm. You know, watch what you're doing. Um, but again, we talked about DJI uh, refresh earlier. Mm-hmm. Even though this has a one-year factory warranty from Defects, I did buy the DJI Care Refresh. It's one hundred thirty-nine dollars. It's worth the money. Um, I can have up to two replacement Mavics within uh, one year of having it. You have to pay a fee. It's like if you drop your cell phone in the lake. You know, yeah, you it's might, deductible. You, right, right. It's like a hundred ten-dollar deductible. But we're talking a. a $1,500 drone, so it's well worth right. the money, especially the fact that this is now going to be my main machine for shooting mm-hmm. weddings and events. I, yeah. I, I'm, I've learned the first time. 
insurance is worth every penny if you ever need it. Yep. Um, but the key with that, guys, if, if you have a DJI product and you want to get the DJI Refresh, you have 48 hours um, within 40 hours to purchase it from registering a drone. Anything after that, you're out of luck because they're not going to let you register or they're not going to let you uh, get DJI care on a drone at six months old. They've been pounding inside of a tree. But that's an existing condition. <laughs> yeah. They won't cover that? You sound like you sound like my healthcare proxy. <laughs> oh, you can't have that. Your knees made noise before that. That's a pre-existing condition. You flew like an idiot before that. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Uh, so, so what's your likes on it? What's your pros on that? Uh, new intelligent flight modes. Uh, it's kind of cool. They're kind of like geeking out, just having fun. Mm-hmm. You know, some flight modes are just kind of dorky. It's just something to you know throw on Instagram or Facebook. Um, I definitely believe in an active track 2.0 because that gives me that gives me the ability to track like a wedding couple walking down a beach and I can just play with the camera settings. So active track 2.0 is cool. Um, Asteroid and the, the droney, they'll be fun to play with. But the reason I really bought the thing was for the camera. And from what I can tell so far, that 12 megapixel uh, camera, it's just it's insane. So. That's what I'm liking so far. Again, I haven't flown this a ton yet because winter's unfortunately here. I did get some really nice fall photos, mm-hmm. um, but I need more time with it. But the cam- camera's the number one light. That's why I bought this. There's no reason to spend – oh, I shouldn't say that. The Mavic Classic was awesome. I bought mm-hmm. the Mavic 2. I spent the money to do the Mavic 2 for the camera just because of all the great reviews I heard on it. So, so far, I'm, I'm loving the camera. That's my number one like. Awesome. It's definitely the camera. Nice. All right. Is there any cons to that? Or dislikes? <sighs> so, dislikes. I'm trying to wrap my head around the whole coding issue. Um, the original Mavic records or codes in a, uh, it's called an H2 H2, H.264 coding is how mm-hmm. it saves the settings. Right. Um, it's a codec that it's using, yep. Yeah, so again, that's above my pay grade. But all I know is the new Mavic 2 will do H2.65, which mm-hmm. if you want to fly the D-Log M settings, which I the first day I was using, um, to get the D-Log M for the super high sensors and a super you know great ability to post-edit, you have to be in H265. But for some reason, either I thought the memory card didn't like it, so I pulled the memory card out and realized it was my Class 3. So I think my MacBook Pro I've been using for the past couple of years just can't handle it either can't handle a 4K video in that codec, or they say some computers just don't like the H.265. So I got to dive further into why. It was almost like back in the day when I was trying to watch a GoPro video on my, my netbook, you know, $200 netbook. Yeah, yeah. You, you watch the video on a GoPro, or you, you upload it straight to YouTube, and it was perfect. But you go to watch it on your computer, and it's like going back to watching it glitch again. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, last weekend to go out flying and get the fall shoot, I just had to put on color setting and go back to H.264, and I'm, I'm, I'm still amazed. The quality of the video and pictures I got that day blew me away. So if I can if I can wrap my head around how to code in 265 and get the video image to play clear on my uh, MacBook, I think I'm even be more blown away by it. Yeah. So that kind of leads to my, my next subject here, which is tech tips. Mm-hmm. Two big things. A, make sure your memory card can handle the settings you're flying. If you're going to fly 4K, Make sure you got a class three card. Don't get a cheap memory card from Best Buy or not Best Buy, but like, you know, Family Dollar or somewhere. I mean, you can buy a micro SD card everywhere, but just like yeah. anything in, in our, in our Even RC a gas hobby, station now. <laughs> yeah. 
it's, so it's just like anything in our hobby. The more money you spend, the more quality you're going to get. So make sure you get a quality memory card and make sure you can ha- your computer can handle that H.265 coding before you go shooting footage. You know, I, I spent a half hour playing with my new drone, took all these great videos and pictures. I go to watch the videos and they're just choppy. I'm like, man, thank God I just didn't take this out and shoot like a commercial for a customer. And I get right. home and I can't use any of the footage. So when you, when you get the, the Mavic 2 or the Mavic 2 Zoom, um, play around with different settings, see what your drone, see what your memory card, and see what your computer likes before you go out and do something where, you know, if someone's paying for something, you, you can't give them the, the deliverable because yeah. it's not playing correctly. Right, and you don't that's, also want to waste a day of shooting because then you got to reshoot, and that's going to be a pain in the butt. So definitely test your stuff, especially the time of year or the weather or the location. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be it could make or break a good video or a happy client. Right. All right. Uh, let's see here. So, did you do any mods for it? No mods to the Mavic Two, but I modded my case. Do you guys remember the big? Oh yeah, custom yeah. Nanook case I yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had the Nanook. Uh, I went to Nanook Direct. They're from Canada. That's the one who's, who supplies Joe and Kyle with all these beautiful cases they use for their custom charge cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a Nanook Nine Twenty case. I originally fit the original Mavic One, and after I bought my second Mavic One to have as a backup, I went directly to Nanook and they designed me this awesome case. I kind of gave them a hand-drawn scribble of what I wanted. And within mm-hmm. two days, they send me this CAD file images of what they're going to you know, cut out of the foam. Right. And, uh, so I've been using this case for about a year. It holds two of my Mavics, I think five or six batteries, chargers, props, business cards, the whole nine yards. Nice. So then a new Mavic 2 comes. I'm like, ooh, this is a little bit bigger. So in the modifications, I went in with my little X-Acto knife and literally had to trim like half an inch up in the front of the Mavic and I had to trim like quarter inch around the battery compartment. The batteries are bigger. Mavic two is a little bit bigger, but it literally took 10 minutes of trimming some foam and everything fits perfect. So in my case, I've got my original Mavic. I've got my new Mavic two. I've got the original batteries and a Mavic two batteries, both chargers, the transmitter to the Mavic two. And I actually learned last weekend instead of carrying the original Mavic transmitter, cause that doesn't have a slot in the case. Mm-hmm. If I lay it down, sticks down over top of the the Mavic, uh, the original Mavic, it sits perfectly flush on the foam, and the case lid's so thick it's got that um, eight crate foam that yeah. I can even I can even have that transmitter in there. So literally, if I'm going out and doing a shoot for the day, everything I need is in one nut case, and boom, I'm gone for the day out the door. That's nice, nice so, dude. No mods to the Mavic, but uh, nice. I know guys have been like kind of un, almost like you, you jailbreak a. Uh, a phone. Mm-hmm. I guess guys have been doing mods to get like certain yeah, altitude modes at GPS, mm-hmm. but I'm not hacking something brand new that's under a factory warranty. You, yeah. you don't need it. it I mean, it's, it does everything you want it to do. Just curious about, you know, how you said you put your old transmitter in the case too. Can you just use the Mavic, like the new transmitter with the old one? Like, can you, I don't know how it binds or whatever. Is I don't know. I don't know, but well, I, I think... I know the original Mavic, I could unbind and rebind. There's yeah. a certain sequence you do. So mm-hmm. I know if I just want to carry one transmitter when I had both the original Mavics, if one went down in a shoe and I needed right. the second one, I could have rebound it within like, I think it takes like a minute to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the two technologies, I don't know if the classic Mavic and Mavic 2 go hand in hand. I know sure. the original Mavic you can use with like the Spark and all yeah. the other drones below that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't know if you can cross the technology with a with new one. Hmm. Okay. All right, so let's uh, come to your conclusion about this. 
conclusion. Um, I think 2019 is going to be a good year with the Mavic 2. Um, I already on the books. I've got a marketing video I've got to do in spring, and I have a wedding book for summer, which is cool. Kind of conclusion. So price point. If you guys have never heard of the Mavic series or never looked at prices, it will scare you away. I mean, it's a prosumer drone. It's not a little Best Buy two hundred dollar little you know little drone. Um, you're gonna spend some money. The original Mavic still retails for nine ninety nine. So a thousand dollars for the original Mavic. The price tag on a Mavic 2 Pro comes in at $1,499. So it's a $1,500 drone, which is a lot of money. But when you compare it to like the helicopters we fly, it's it's half the price of a 700 helicopter. So yeah, it's, 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 it's also you know a lot cheaper than the Inspire series too. So yeah, True. so it's, it's it's all relative. The mm-hmm. Mavic 2 Zoom does come in a little bit cheaper. I think that's $1,299. Um, basically, that extra $500 you're paying for the Hasselblad camera. That's that's what you're paying for is the camera. So is it worth it? Time will tell, but I'm definitely putting my eggs in a Mavic 2 basket just from what I've seen so far. It's really impressed me. Yeah. Yeah, I've been hearing some good things about it. Awesome. I'm sure you got some videos and stuff, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, where do you yes. Post those? There is this awesome – first off, there's this awesome um, Facebook page, and I want everybody who doesn't like it to like it. It's called Free Fall RC Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> If you look under post visitors, you can see some videos I've put up there of my recent mm-hmm. gassers and some yeah. drone pictures and drone videos. But as always, guys, to get all my videos, pictures, reviews, what I've been up to, just like you, Steve, I have not updated in a while. Just it's been a crazy <laughs> summer. Mm-hmm. But um, if you want to get hold of me or see any of the stuff I've done, um, easiest thing, my website, www.3dandscalerchelicopters.com. That's got links to all my social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, there's a contact me page. So you can shoot an email right to me. My phone number's on there. I get spam every day. I do it to myself, but I want to get back to the hobby. So there's it's a way to get hold of me. If you guys have any questions, not just the, the drones and the Mavic, but, you know, gas or airplanes I'm kind of new into, but, you know, airplanes, scale helicopters, 3D helicopters, any question hobby-related, guys, Feel free to contact me if I don't know the answer. I will gladly get it for you or find someone who does know the answer. Awesome. All right. Nice. All right. So, dude, before we move on, I just want yeah. to comment that when Chris was talking, he said that, you know, he mentioned about the Electro Hub, which was 2014, man. When he was going through all the features that this thing can do and all the avoidance and the 3D mapping and the cars going around the side mm-hmm. of a mountain, it could still track it. When you think that was only four years ago that they had the Electro Hub and the Phantom 2, it's amazing, dude, how fast technology is moving. Just just unbelievable. Just blows me four away. Ye- four years. Yeah, and then Mavic 2 didn't even have a controllable gimbal. You would literally put a GoPro in a mount and just angle it down where yeah, you want to record the, it. In the Phantom 2, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I said I got hooked quick because, you know, you guys got the Phantom 3 standards, I think. I picked up the standard Phantom mm-hmm. 3 Pro. And within just a week of messing around with this thing, I go, you know, it's, it's kind of boring. It's not our helicopters, but just the technology, the fact that you can send it 10 feet this way, let go of the sticks, and it's going to sit there for 25 to 30 minutes. And when it, it, if you're ignoring it and it's a, you're ignoring a warning symbol or warnings, it's literally going to come back and land two feet from me where you took off. Yeah. That's, that's unheard of. So, yeah, four, four year advancements. It's, it's, it's like, what's next? Do we just wear. Do we right. just wear like t- telekinesis like uh, headbands and tell it what to do? Well, that's coming. Right. After Limetown, that'll be next. 
<laughs> Pretty soon they're going to be telling us what to do. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Pay your taxes. <laughs> All right. So let's move to news and announcements. News and announcements. Oh, sorry, Andy. I missed doing that. <laughs> it's all right. You're a guest on the show. You could, you could. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, You're the, the original, first... so it's for you. Well, listen, that's the first time I've actually talked to you in chat, Andy, other than listening to you in my ear every week, but great addition <laughs> to the show. And and one of my guys today, we're listening to the Drew and Derek ex- episode. They're like, mm-hmm. who's the guy with a Southern accent? I'm like, I'm like, that's Andy. That's one of the new guys down from uh, Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. he's from down south. He's like, oh man, you can tell he's got that southern boy accent. Mm-hmm. So it, it's nice to hear all the different people in the hobby. So <laughs> yeah. great addition to the show's show, boys. Awesome. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, me too. So what do we got for news and announcements here, huh? Everybody that uh, bought an Oxy Four Max beta kit can update it to the production model. There's a, a kit available for uh, anyone that bought a beta kit. See, I forgot what changed. Uh, the new landing gear, the plastic gear to replace the carbon. Uh, along with that's a new bottom plate, and yep. a new main gear, and then uh, some different parts for the tail. I think right. it's uh, a tail shaft and uh, different grips. Yeah, um, you get you get all you get pitch a hub, slider, pitch slider, mm-hmm. tail grips, but you do um, and a tail shaft. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, basically a whole new tail. Pretty much. Yeah. Except for the bearings, I think. I think you have to reuse the ones on your on the shaft, I think the bearings come in the grip, so I th- mm. think I could be wrong. So now is this sent out to the people that bought the Oxy Four Max? No, no, you have to order it. It's oh, okay. uh forty three forty nine. Uh, and yeah. it shows on the website as out of stock, but you uh I think you send them Send them a message with your uh, serial number or something. Yep, and yep. You email them. Yep, yeah, email right. them at service at linkshelly.com, and you provide them with your uh, Max Beta serial number or purchase copy invoice, and mm-hmm. and then you basically you know get this reduced price to uh, retrofit it to, right? Um, yeah, to update it, which is cool. Nice. Did you guys see the new uh, Futaba servos, the HPS H seven hundred? And HPS A700? No, I didn't see this. Yeah. How are those off a 12S LiPo, right? From what I heard? I don't I heard, remember. I, heard, I, heard I just know they have like uh, 40,000 ounce inches of yeah. fork. Yeah, they're so like super strong. <laughs> if you need to uh, steer your car, your full size oh. car, or. <laughs> I, was yeah. just gonna say, I was just going to say that they replace a racket pinion in your uh, car. Yeah. Now there's Put an one idea. on your garage door to raise it and lower it. I mean, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, they're super, super strong, um, mm-hmm. which they should be. They're $249.99. Woo! A piece. Ouch. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's Futaba. I've been flying Futaba since 1986 uh, when I got into the hobby. And they're they're one of the originators. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they're, they make good stuff. Mm-hmm. I forgot to look up the specs on these, but it's what, like uh, 900 ounce inches or something crazy? I don't know. know. I mean, I, I'm looking at it now, but they're, they're like um, – <clears throat> It's all in uh, metrics. So, I mean, I could give you those numbers. I just don't know what they mean. <laughs> from what I heard on other podcasts, I think it's coming from the mind of uh, Nick Maxwell himself. From mm-hmm. what I heard on one of the podcasts last week was when he was flying his three-blade uh, 
Was it Diablo okay, or Microcaptor? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. A three-blade head. I think he needed the extra torque for what he was doing with the rotor head. So I guess in applications where you have like a big-scale helicopter and you're putting a lot of torque with like a four- or five-bladed head, I think it might be beneficial. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those scale birds are putting up in the air 20, 30 pounds. So you definitely want a yeah, lower true. speed, higher yeah, torque with, servo. With uh, multi, multi, multiple blade heads, you know, fours, mm-hmm. five blades. Yeah. 611 ounce per square, uh, per inch of torque. So at you should seven, put that, you should put that in an Axie 2, right? At 7.4 volts. So that's at 7.4. I'm sure these things can handle 8. Or 8.4. I'm curious what the, the those torque ratings would be at 8.4 volts. Probably in a 700 ounce inch. Well, the specs on the website just have 7.4 and 6.6. Yeah. I saw it somewhere, but... I'm, uh, but I mean, most modern servos can do 8.4. Anyway, yeah, it's 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 a ton. That's Yeah, this is, they can lift me. And they're fast <laughs> as well. They've got all that torque, plus they're not super slow. I mean, they're... Yeah, they're 0. Yeah. 0.07. Mm-hmm. For six degrees at seven point four volts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, bad. And they look pretty cool too. I kind of like how they have those little dashes around the um, the, oh, gear, the, the crown. The uh, the a the the H. Okay, here I figured it out. The a H seven hundred is more uh, for like a cycle helicopter. Helicopter. Mm-hmm. There's an yep. A seven hundred, which yep. provides one thousand twenty eight ounce inches. At seven point four. <laughs> That's for airplanes, for uh, like a, a giant scale, giant you know, 3D, aileron yeah. elevator. Yeah, that is insane. So that's pretty crazy. That's not for my Dollar Tree phone plane. Nah, fold the wing in half. <laughs> fold the plane rip, in half. It would rip everything apart. It would just like rip it in half. It would be great. Be smacking <laughs> me in the face, knocking me to the ground as it you went by. Be, you, should be, you should do that. <laughs> It'd be like, why the hell did you put a $250 servo in your phone? On your $3 yeah. plane. $500 servo of yeah. worth of servos. On yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. $3 plane. It's cool though. Nice. If you're going to do that, why don't you just put, attach them to the wing and make them flap the wings, Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> Ornithopter. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I thought those were kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Spectrum has got a big uh, radio update. They posted um, various different models. Uh, if you're running a Spectrum radio, like a DX8E or a DX6E, DX9, all the way up to the DX18 and 20s, they have a uh, firmware update. You might want to. Check that out. See if it's something uh, you need yep. to do. Also, yeah. if you haven't bought an IX12, they're going to be reintroducing them in a whole bunch of colors. Oh, really? Yes. I haven't seen that. That's new too. Yep, I just oh, saw that's cool. today on it. So they'll have like orange and red and white, and you know, just a whole oh, different nice. slew of colors. So that way, you're not sitting there. You know, with yeah. your buddies flying all you know IX12s, and they all look the same, right? So yeah, it's neat. And what, one thing I love about having a transmitter that comes with different colors is that not just the color of the transmitter, but then when you think about if you want to put like a wrap on it, then you can integrate that color into the wrap too. Like, you know, make it very interesting and, and creative. So, yeah, good stuff. Sweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at them now. That is really cool. Yeah. Wow. And then I added this here. And mm-hmm. Bill, Bill texted me today, um, Bill Ann, and he's like, Dude, uh, I'm going to be releasing your Goblin 500 video from Rochester. And I was like, cool. 
And I'm like, wait, this episode Chris is on <laughs> from Rochester. It's awesome. So it kind of nice. worked out. So, yeah. So hopefully uh, that video comes out. This will be out probably by the time. Yeah, definitely by the time this uh, podcast gets released. But so it'll be cool to check out. Yeah, Bill, wait. put down the turkey leg and get to work on that video. <laughs> Bill, if you're listening, we need a video from Freefall called Kill the Crops. We we have so much collective footage of murdering that bean field, especially when I made my E5 tail disappear. Oh, so God, Bill, yeah. That was Bill, awesome. Bill, I don't want to see my whole helicopter put a copulation of all the bean footage in one video. We That, that farmer, man, thank God <laughs> he didn't come over. We had, green, we had green helicopters for two days. Well, I was walking a path back and forth. Yeah, so yeah, that wasn't helping. Oh no, not at, not at mine. You're 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 you're. Uh, oh yeah, you did go back and forth in yours too. You put oh that, no, you put, I, I thought you meant up at Rochester. No, no, no. This this is this is the one at at Free. Oh, yeah. so, so remember just, everyone yeah. was dipping, yeah, dipping into the beans. Oh god, yeah. that was insane. I was oh, doing gosh. like a forty mile an hour tail down funnel, and at one point, I think half my tail boom disappeared and it came back out. I'm screaming. Hanging. I land. I look at you guys. The helicopter's spooling down, and what happens? I look at you guys, and it tips over. Yeah, you tip over, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I strip, strip out two servo horns as it's spooling down. I just made it out of the crops, and I strip two servos and like spool down. Well, Devin oh McClellan, God. he ripped the size of chunk out of the beans the size of somebody's head, and I think it was him or it was uh, Diamante. One yeah, of those and guys. It, was, it was Diamante. I think he was chopping them up as he flew. Yeah. <laughs> crazy call it helis and bean dip yes you should do the, the beans with the and then with the the uh the balloon versus helicopter yeah hey, for, no. the, for, for the helis that, that, that didn't survive the, yeah. <laughs> the balloon. because uh yeah not not at free fall but um was it was it no, no it wasn't free fall south jersey my my heli didn't uh it didn't come out of that fair. <laughs> it did come very. It did come out very well. For little latex balloons, those things can be nasty. Yeah, yeah. You pop one or two, it's not too bad. But then when you pop like four or five in a row, it's like yeah, that just delays the head so much. It just no. Nope. Yeah. Unless you're Diamante, that kid can murder sixteen of them and land with his eyes closed. Yeah, yeah, dude, that kid's insane. But uh, awesome, man. Cool. Any other news you want to announce before we move on to what's next for you in the hobby? Yeah, I got one more. Um, oh, the, cool. I got an update for the Amen employees need your help. They yes. are $4,800 away from their goal of 50000 That's on GoFundMe.com. Amen employees need your help. They're the guys that are victim of the, uh, the fires they've been having in California. So that's pretty awesome. In eight days, they almost raised their money that they were looking to you know, Did raise. we um, say that the uh, the owners of A Main, um, Kelly and um, Seal and Steve, uh, they're matching whatever the GoFundMe up to fifty thousand. They're going to match oh, that. Awesome. Well, that means they're already so, doing right because yeah. it wasn't a total one hundred fifty, right? And they're mm-hmm. they're very close. So yeah, so awesome. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. I just want to give them a shout out because that's really generous. Yeah, and I think it's cool because a lot of the donations that you see here, you know, they just have the most recent are, you know, ten, twenty dollars. That that's awesome, man. You know? Stop going to Starbucks for a week and donate a couple <laughs> dollars. Donate fifty you, bucks. You hate Starbucks. Stay that at much. a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. 
I've got one more. I've got one. So quick news announcements mm-hmm. for any of you guys who have been following Motion RC. You saw they brought in the helicopter line kind of fast and furious, and they kind of tapered off a little. Um, mm-hmm. They did better than expected on the first shipment, and they sold out quick. Be patient. They are slowly getting fuselages back in stock. Um, and they also have some cool new models coming soon. Um, one of them is sitting here on my workbench. So uh, look for some videos from me in the future. Look for some great things coming out from Motion RC. They're getting more parts in stock, more fuselages. Um, just be mm-hmm. patient. I mean, they just the helicopter is kind of a new market for them. They've got all the new uh uh, what is the, the free wing jets coming out every month? Oh, they're so, killing it with the free wing stuff, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so be be patient. The helicopter, I'm still helping them out in the backside of bringing in some cool new helicopters. So be patient. You will see some new stuff coming. It's just they got to get through all the logistics of it. And once they're ready to bring it over to their plant here in the United States, it does have to come by slow boat. So mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people that are still impatiently waiting. Just be patient. They want to make sure if they're putting their name on a product, um, they want it to be perfect for the consumer, just like you know Matt does with Synergy. Um, anybody does in the, anybody in our RC world, if they're putting their name on it, they want to make sure it's a really good product. You know, like Luco with all the Oxy stuff. So, be patient. Yeah. New stuff's coming, and it's definitely gonna be worth it for for a lot of people, both uh, who has never never done scale and guys who want to keep you know doing some new cool scale stuff. So, keep an eye on my channel. Keep an eye on Motion RC's website. There's already some teaser kind of. Uh, coming soon stuff so you can kind of see what i'm talking about and uh videos hopefully will be out shortly we're working on some new videos so keep an awesome. eye out on motion rc awesome i, I do cool. want to add one more note uh one more news announcements that just kind of came out about 16 minutes ago but um it has to do with oxy helicopters and this is um directly from a post from luca so i'm gonna read it out real quick <clears throat> it says dear oxy and links customers and friends Need to inform all of you about one change in our kits and sales. I'm talking about zeal blades and tail blades, zeal main and tail blades. I've decided to sell kits without zeal main blades once zeal stock will end, has ended. Uh, some kits already like the new Oxy4 Max already uh, only available with no blades. So we're going to, they say that we will work now to source main blades from different vendors and to offer spares at our links website. Main reason for our decisions are delays and insecurity deliveries from Zeal, which is out of um, their control that affects their sales and stock availability. So, uh, looking positive on this situation, I believe that this can be an option for you for you customers to buy the kit with lower cost and add your favorite blades. Um, mm-hmm. So, it says, thank you for your understanding. We will always try our best to follow our brand. So, and that's is signed by Luca Invernizzi. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's so, cool. so I think so, that's good news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. A, it, I think Choose it could be your a good. Own blades. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, zeals are are great because of the price point, you know. Um, and on the smaller helis, I don't think I've never really noticed a difference when I used to fly smaller helis. Like, yeah, I mean, they're you fine. know, yeah, they're fine. But as you get bigger in size, they do flex a little bit more and stuff. Uh, so, um, but it's great. Give you the options. I like the options, you know? Yeah, I'd rather have a, a few dollars off the kit because I'm going to run the blades I already have anyway or, or what True. I've been, been running. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I'd rather save money on the kit and pick my own blades myself. Yeah, yeah, especially if, like, uh, if you're sponsored by, like, a blade company, right? Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you end up having to sell those or throw them away anyway. So, yeah. Mine as well. So, so. That's, that's cool. Good. Cool. Cool. So, do we uh, have any other... News announcements 
or should we move it on? I think we're going to move on. Okay. So what's next for you in a hobby? Who'd like to go first? I can go first. Mine's going to be real quick. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> I'm going to be in Florida next week. What? Yeah, well, yeah. Right? Next week? Yeah. What? Actually, no, wait a minute. I'm going to be recording the show, but then I'll be in Florida. So I'll be on okay. the show next week, but I'll be in Florida the week. Okay. So, like, for the weekend. I guess nice. I could have saved this for next week. So I want to go flying this weekend. Okay. But but I had an idea. I'm, I might as well mention it now because I'll probably do it this week coming up. I had an idea shipping all my Oxy stuff, Oxy 3 stuff, down to Florida. And for this one reason, you guys, then it's just an idea. You guys tell me what you think. For the reason that A, I can have something small that I can fly when I'm down there. And B, I won't fly it if it's not here <laughs> in Jersey. And I'll oh, just so be you may flying. ship it there and leave it permanently. Yeah. I'll be just be flying the Oxy 4, 690, and that other one whenever I get or the rest of the parts for it. You won't miss it if it's gone. I mean, well. Right. So you're just talking about the Oxy three, um, and I guess stuff. Yeah, and then I guess what would you do? Like get a icon or something, or no? I would just bring a Neo down there with my radio when I went down there. Or leave the Neo on there. Just bring your radio. Don't don't go back and forth try to swap Neos in and out. Get you get you a little cheap charger or something. Yeah, Yeah, I got I got a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a couple of old. And, and not send all my batteries down, but just you know, like four of them, maybe. Yeah, I mean, because I'm going to use the five. I mean, I'm going to use the four S in the in the starter and in, in a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, after the last couple times that I've flown that thing, I'm like, you know, it's kind of feeling. It's a great helicopter, and like I said before, I love it. Um, just not. It's not the. I want to start flying other things more regularly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just, no, I it, like it. You should do it. Yeah. When you got it. your 550, that's going to take all your love for a while. So, yeah. 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 No, it makes it. sense. Yeah. That's why I was kicking around the idea earlier today. It's like, Is I that done yet, Kevin? Send it. The 550, no, I still need ESC and motor for it. It's just, I, things have been, ridiculously crazy for me you know work wise and, and well just, you worked like freaking 120 hours in the last two weeks so money's not the issue now. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey kevin what kind of motor do you need for that i have um, a motor you might could use 40 25 isn't isn't it the standard yeah. scorpion yeah i've got a uh uh what do i have coming out know. of a 570 a 40 20 or 4025 4025 about, about 1100 or something yeah because the 500 uses a 4020 1350 which is a smaller wider yeah motor. i think this is a 4025 1100 or a, it might be a thousand kv would that work that'll work yeah the only issue i saw was that i might have to order the replacement shaft are six mil and the receiving you know part of the crown on the logo is five mil so it unless you buy the logo with the motor you, you know it's or get the motor yeah. i think directly from mikado 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's easy to replace, though. Yeah. I'll look when we get done with the show, but I think I might have a motor for you. All right. Yeah, let me know. Sweet. Good that. Wheeling and dealing. All right. <laughs> Who wants to go next? <laughs> uh, I can go. Okay. Andy? Um, I'm just going to work on the camper more. Um, I got in the uh, the uh, fold-down workbench that I talked about last week, uh, but I didn't get it installed, so I'm going to put that up. I'm going to do some more simming. I'm, I'm still simming every day. Every day? Every nice, day. dude. Nice. Yeah. Usually twice a day. I usually get like 10 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night. Nice. Hope to get out and uh, do some flying this weekend. Trying to uh, get back in the groove, doing practice, work on orientations, working on the uh, aileron TikToks. Just uh, taking the sim stuff and moving it over. Nice, yeah. Normal stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can already tell the the simming and the uh, practice sessions have helped, though, because um, I realized I've progressed absolutely nothing all summer. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get back to um, get back in the groove and uh, get a little bit better. Well, you know what they say, Andy. You don't have to sim, but it helps. <laughs> <laughs> it does help, and it does help. It does big time, big time. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Steve and I got on on real quick. What was mm-hmm. that last week? And yeah, we were yeah, able yeah. to get the yeah. multiplayer going. Yeah. And they're working. Oh, we should we should sim at least at least for like ten minutes after this. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I was able to actually do a little reverse inverted flying. Uh huh. Partly till I made the a turn. shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's awesome, man. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, <laughs> all right uh i guess i'll go next real quick and then chris could could uh wrap up his so uh yeah i want to fly um because it's two weeks now i haven't flown so like i'm itching i'm itching to fly so the goblin 700 comp thunder me is made and ready um everything's set up pitch cyclic rebar like everything is set up ready to go the only thing i do need to do is the gov setup which I just have to look at the gearing from my other goblin, just match it up. But um, that's ready to go. I have the new servos installed, so I'm waiting to uh, test fly those and see how I like the KCs and mm-hmm. to see if I can even tell. Because I have a feeling I won't even be able to tell the difference because I'm just not <laughs> at that level. So, but if, but you know, one thing I have to say is once I got them installed and the way that they're the profile of like the top servo mount case is like CNC. And the way it looks in the Goblin with the 120, you know, like the way that the, the Goblin laser servos uh, configuration, right. it looks really, really cool. And nice. there's something about it. I don't know why. It's just the way that it slopes. It just looks really cool. But anyways, um, I can't wait to do that. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the wind and the weather is good enough like a made in uh, my Radiant because I, I definitely want to, you know, sit back throw back a 12 packet i mean uh sit back and um <laughs> relax and fly that uh airplane um <laughs> no drinking volume. i'm not trying to no, no none of that but <laughs> but yeah i just uh, i definitely want to give that a go before i start hacking up that uh that little light module controller and, and start making it so i could uh you know hook it up to the neo or not the neo the mini v bar that's in there and um and get it all micro celled out so yeah 
Yeah, that's going to be it for my week. Uh, I mean, it is Thanksgiving weekend, so, you know, when this comes out, definitely, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, when this comes out, it will be Thanksgiving. I don't know how we're going to do the editing. I don't know how you're going to do the editing, Kevin, but um, I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and a happy holidays. Happy um, Black Friday. Happy Black Friday. Happy Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. Yeah, yeah. Stock up on parts and things you need. Mm-hmm. Buy some mm-hmm. stuff. Everybody yeah. has a sale. Yeah. To buy stuff. So we'll see. I think our next episode, we might talk about what we bought. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of it for me. Um, just try to get out there and do some flying. So uh, what about you, Chris? Well, right after we're done, I'm going to go watch a quick video because I just got a notification from YouTube that Bill Ann just uploaded a video of Steve Yun flying his Goblin 500 at the Ooh. Northeast Metal Helicopter Jamboree. Yeah. Um, no, other boring. than that. <laughs> I, I almost Elrod TikTok that thing into the ground. I remember there was one part where I'm just like, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Oh, crap, there's a ground. I got to pull out of it. <laughs> been there, done that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, more, I'm going to be working on more tributes to Papa. For those of you who don't know mm-hmm. my papa, he was my grandfather. Um, he he's the sole reason for getting my uh, my father, my brother, and myself into our city back in the eighties. Uh, we lost him almost a year ago at the great age of ninety three. Um, wow. For those of you who didn't see the picture I posted, I'll have Steve post it later on the Free Fall Facebook page. But mm-hmm. um, as my parents go to visit my nana in Syracuse, they're slowly cleaning out his basement, and my dad brought me home four really cool radios from back in the 70s and 80s when i used to watch them fly some are single stick um i've got like the old super sport radios ek logical some tower hobby radios and i told my dad what i want to do surprise my mom i want to do a wall in my hobby room just as a tribute to papa i've got some pictures of him i've got his old uh hat his old ama cards from like i was born in 1980 so i've got two of his ama cards from night or ama card and a club card from 1980 hung on the wall um, and then I took the original propeller that, that was on my quarter scale cubby built. Um, it was kind of dinged up from over the years. So I gave my dad a propeller, gave my dad an idea and he built this amazing wall placard. Um, it's 3d letters that say Papa. He stained them different colors. He built like the frame around it, the propellers in the center. So I, uh, I completed a Papa wall going back and forth to Syracuse. My dad just got one of Papa's favorite, like cup cadet style trainers from back in the day. And my dad's been uh, working on that all week. He found a bunch of motors and found a good motor. So he's kind of getting that ready to go for summer. So he has a little nitro trainer to get the grandkids flying. And then my two projects, um, tribute to Papa, is so for those who, who, who follow me, know me, my quarter scale Piper Cub was my unicorn that I always loved of Papa's and I finally got it. And a few years ago, my dad got this PT 19 that Papa built. Beautiful blue and yellow PT 19 trainer, um, low wing. It's got like a little OS 15 or OS 20 on it or something. Um, so my goal this winter is to get modern servos, electronics, and everything in that. So my dad's ready to fly that for spring. And then my project for myself is Papa built this beautiful House of Balsa Tempo, Tempo 2 back in the 80s. It's a kind of a high-wing parasol, which means the top wing sits on a cradle. And it's a four-channel ailerons, you know, rudder, elevator, throttle. And it, it was originally a nitro airplane. And uh, it's so lightweight because it's balsa wood. I think it'd be a great 3S conversion plane. So I, I've got the same power plant and everything I have in my Trusted Hobbies Velocity. Um, I'm going to try to convert that to electric just to see it fly. I mean, it's going to be a slow 
high wing kind of just fart around Sunday flyer. Mm-hmm. But what's really cool about it is it's all done in Italian color. So the whole fuselage oh, yeah. is Italian green. The wing's Italian green. And then he's got the stabilizer is red, white, and green. The wing is red, white, and green. And it says Leo. So it says his name across the rudder. Um, so that's my goal. Get that. I wanted to get it flying for our open house this year, but summer just came and went so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my goal. My dad's working on the, the nitro trainer. My goal is the PT-19 is tempo. So we'll have three more of Papa's planes ready to fly come spring. And then um, my close buddy Chuck in my club, he's the one I bought my my first gasser, my uh, Great Plains Escapade off of. Um, I gave him a smoking deal on a 60-size um, four-stroke Piper Cub, another one of Papa's. It was just too much to handle. I wanted to keep it local, but I just didn't want to get it flying myself. So I sold it to him dirt cheap. It's like 100 bucks, And... Uh, he sent the motor off to another guy in our club, completely went through the whole motor, tuned it up on a bench, got it running, and I actually watched Chuck made in that two weeks ago when I made in uh, the Edge uh, 540. So now there's, right now there's actually two of Papa's planes flying, and come spring there should be three more. So we've got five planes that Papa built and flew that we'll be able to fly for as, as long as we can keep them in the air. So oh, that's, that's awesome, cool. man. So it's kind of cool, you know. I, I always feel like he's with me when I fly already, but actually flying something he built is just—it's it brings a smile to our face just thinking about it, and it brings a tear to our eye when we actually have to feel doing it because we know he's there with us. Right. So I'll, I'll post pictures as the progress goes, but that—that's my goal. Um, my fleet's in perfect running order. Knock on wood, I haven't crashed anything this this uh, summer, so. All my 3D foamies are ready to go. The E5 synergies on the wall ready to go, and the gassers. So if I get a break in some weather, I can fly the small stuff out front. And if we get some, you know, Indian winter where we have some warm days and our geotech runways clear, I'm going to get to get back out there with the gassers. Hopefully, sweet man. So that's it. Doing the hobby when I can, boys. Yeah, man. Nice. I guess uh, let's uh, wrap it up. All right, man. All right. Still wrap it up. Ready. Wrap it up. Yep. Wrap yeah. it up. Rip it up. All right. Facebook likes. We are at 828 likes. Woo! 828. I still think that's the same number as before because I don't see any new likes. We, we've we hit a wall right now. Come on, folks. We need to break over this gotta wall. Got to push through the wall. Yes, that's because they're all through. liking the hooligans since they're back on the air. Yes. Wait, but I don't, I don't recognize some of these names, though. I got to check. I think, yeah, I think we, I think we got a couple. But I could swear to that. Okay, so Facebook likes. We are at 828, which I think we were there before. But I have two new names. So here we go. We have Tim McRae, Alex Genovese Jr. And Alex is from Australia. I know because Mm -hmm. uh, I see him as post in the um, RC Heli Australia group that Mark, uh, that I I was added to once. uh, Started getting to know Mark Richie and stuff. So, Alex cool. Genovese, 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 Genovese. Oh, G E N O V E S. Seen him on the hangout. Yes, yeah, he's on the hangouts and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. yep. Sweet. So awesome. Thanks, cool. guys. All right, thanks. Okay, Facebook comments. What do we have? Facebook comments. Andy posted a picture. He was talking about it earlier of his canopyless helicopter sitting on the field uh, with four cones out there and he said you know he's practicing his orientation 
Mm-hmm. Doug Bowman mm-hmm. said, funny, I'm buying cones too. Ross Cooper Smith said, gotta love practice drills. Uh, he says, you've flown, flown and developed uh, a regular routine. Clock face precision and orientations. Uh, Wes Meyer said, what about this? The AMA class one maneuvers. I guess that means is class one. Willie it Murphy says, the, uh, F3C stuff. That's the, oh, F3C. Okay. Yep, the precision hovering. Flight. Yeah. And I posted a picture of the, the same field with the, uh, with the FAI, um, layout on it. I had last summer oh. when I was tr- practicing that stuff. Yeah. Nice. Oh, and you got West my West Minear saying, I think you're in East Tennessee. You should come down and do some flying in Nashville or Huntsville sometime. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, Willie Murphy said, well worth putting in the effort. Uh, they definitely motivated me not to forget about practicing the basics. I guess he's talking about Drew and Derek. Mm-hmm. And Craig Quinlan said, exactly what is the hover box drill anyway? Nice. And awesome. you explained that earlier. Yep. Now, Facebook did something weird for me. Um, when I went to click on that, that link, it said it didn't show the picture. It just showed a white box that said, this picture contains grass and mountains and possibly cones or some shit. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> it's warning me about grass. I don't know. Oh, image may contain grass, sky, clouds, mountains, outdoor, and nature. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. What? <laughs> I don't know why it's warning me about that. Does it want you to see nature, apparently? Mm-hmm. No, apparently not. Too graphic. Uh, so that's what I saw real quick, dude. Uh, let's see here. Website comments. Website website comments. We have a bunch, I think. Yeah, I have one specifically that um, uh, I want to go over, which actually came in last week, but I didn't notice it until this week. So, um, yeah, so this is an email from our website. So directly contact us for him. Okay. Uh, so it comes from William S. I'm just I'm not going to say his last name, but the subject says, oh, baby, are my flying days over? Okay, and the message says, hey, guys, I'm going to be a dad any moment now. My wife is in DEFCON 4 nesting phase. All I can think about is how long will it be till I get back to the flying field? How do I find a time to still enjoy the hobby and take care of my new family? Anyways, there's a lot of lot about how you guys survived this wonderful experience and you guys are still flying. What does it take? Last time I was at the field. His friends all said, see you in eight years. Winter's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I did reply back. Um, uh, William, congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, so I'll kind of recap what I said real quick. So just I, I asked, is your, is your flying days over? Question mark? It's a good question. First thing, congratulations. I'm sure you heard this before, but it's a life-changing moment. Um, and I said, maybe you might choose to stop flying. Maybe not. I can't say for sure if your flying days are over. It wasn't for me. <laughs> I, I'm blessed with a wife and family that understands my involvement and flying these helicopters is part of who I am, and that makes me happy. So I was fortunate and able to uh, to still go flying pretty much every weekend and and hit a bunch of fun flies this past year, year and a half. So I, I definitely have to thank Maria and Chloe um, for just you know being awesome about that. Um, and I said, with, with that said, even if you do take a break to take care of your newborn, it's not a bad thing. It's one of those life events that makes you think about life and, and how you can balance. Um, and it is going to be balanced, balancing work, balancing family and balancing your hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, congrats again. Uh, I missed your email before, but uh, I'll 
we'll definitely mention and give you a huge shout out so <laughs> nice so again congratulations that's yes. awesome congrats man yeah and then uh he replied uh this past friday hey guys it's a boy weighing in at 33.2 sticks of butter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He says, watch out, Kyle Stacy. This baby was born for radio in his hands and put right on the sim. We'll see. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> so, and he says, wow, I can't believe I'm a dad. Thank you for all the inspirational advice. I'll take it as it come and things will free fall into place. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, nice. Congratulations. Yeah, so congrats, man. Awesome. And it's good. It's good to hear that uh, you had a healthy, you know, baby boy. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're excited. It's exciting times, man. Uh, and try to get as much sleep as possible. <laughs> the secret is to invite your family member over and say, I just have to run down to the store. Well, why are you taking your radio with you? <laughs> why are you taking your radio with you? I'll, I'll be back leave, in 15 no, minutes. <laughs> you leave everything in the car and you just <laughs> run to the store and you make a quick stop at the park or the field or whatever uh, andy's smarter than i am <laughs> and, and don't forget the first uh i don't know the first eight months or a year maybe just kind of set where you put them so you know you can oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you You're can lucky. rock them with your foot while you hit the sim or mm-hmm. you know there's there's a few yeah. ways you can do stuff it's that one year to four year range where it's kind of they kind of get away from you yeah. Then from five up, you can kind of hang out with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So what other uh, web, website comments do we have? Ross Cooper Smith sent us a uh, email real quick. He said, I know you guys like your oxys and your night flyers. He said he loves the radiant review and totally down with the remote mods that I, I did. But he says, I'm not sure if Heli Freak or the Hangout. Uh, wait a minute. I'm not sure if you follow the Heli Freak or the Hangout. So you might have missed this. Uh, it's a night conversion of his Oxy 4 Max that he sent us. So if you click on the link, dude, it, it looks awesome. Opens up a picture and it, yeah, it's amazing. He did a fantastic job on this. Yeah. I want to know, Ross, email us that back or message us, but how did you do the tail boom lights and the, the lights on the skids? It looks like it's just glowing, the whole tail boom and skids. Yeah. Like, it's like I don't- a flat rectangular glowing uh, LED or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I saw that. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you do it. And the, the light configuration is crazy. How did you light up the tail blades? I want to know that. Because those yeah. tail blades are only, what, 68, 70 millimeter? Oh, I do big. remember that. 70 um, millimeter. Yep. Yep. He so, mounted a, um, an LED bar. It's the, the blades aren't lit up. Oh, I see it. Okay, I'm looking at the picture lower down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. A little piece of carbon fiber with LEDs on it self-contained everything and it, he used a longer uh tail shaft yes and, and he screwed it in it looks like mm-hmm. okay oh, i see wow wow that is impressive that's pretty badass yeah but and i then, forgot and then, how he did the boom and that yeah. those pictures you can actually see the boom he either diffused something or that's just a glow like rectangular something or other that he powered yeah you can kind of see when he shows you the tail boom but i don't know what that is exactly that i'm looking and the canopy looks fantastic, man. I'd love to see this thing fly. Yeah, seriously. Uh, if you got some videos, man, I'd love to check this out, man. So awesome. Amazing um, and, job, dude. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Cool. People pop beam. What do we got? We did get another uh, comment real quick from our buddy Dave Hill, who runs the forums for us, the flight test mm-hmm. forums. And he said that Rock Boy re- replied to uh, uh, him posting, uh, you know, the 
the forum post on our episode 149, the night rating review. He says, I'm liking the review series so far. Hopefully you'll be doing some reviews of kits and components, not just, just ARFs. And if you ever need someone to come on and help review balsa kits, let them know. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We definitely opened it up to, mm-hmm. you know, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. This is proof right here. Second episode. We're not doing it. Chris is right. So yeah. we're, we're open to having folks come on the show and you want to do something about balsa. I'm sure we have listeners that'd be interested. Yeah. And, and, and it'd be great because then maybe I'll get another email from Javier talking about, I can't believe I replied to an airplane episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, definitely. That was, we're, we're open to that. Message us. Uh, message me. I do most of the scheduling. So uh, feel free to just hit me up on Facebook um, and we'll go from there. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. Dave. All right. Uh, I have some Podbean comments if we're ready for that. Uh, I can go through the Podbean stuff real quick. There was only yeah, three little bits of activity I saw this week. Fast Ass 12X started following us. PBG8CF843Z started following us. And Jared4454 started following us. And that was it. Nice. Jared4454. Hmm. I think I have one of his helicopters. I think that's my Goblin 700 Cop Thunder. Guarantee, right. yeah. All right. So, poppy comments. R Kessler four twenty seven six days ago says, "I like episode one forty nine. You were talking about drone delivery and the future of our airspace. One thing that I don't understand is why are we trying to fight the red bureaucratic tape and entire political system with just the AMA when we are not using our greatest resource, which is public awareness." Do you think the public would want drones delivering their packages in their backyard if they knew the size and the dangers of one going out of control and in their yard? But we definitely would have to make it clear that we fly line of sight, mostly at AMA-sanctioned airfields, occasionally at parks, but only line of sight, not in people's yards. Great podcast. Very good point, Ron. That's something Fred always said from, from day one. Fred was always like public awareness that was like he was big on that. Mm-hmm. You know, that was something he always was, yeah. you know, trying to trumpet. Yeah, he's a big advocate for that, right? He, but he was more of an advocate on the educational part of public awareness. Well, like, that too, teach, yeah. teach folks what we're doing and what the hobby is so that way they can either join or at least have an understanding of what this hobby is about so that they don't put these rules against us, right? Now, I think what uh, – I think this is Ron Kessler. What Ron's trying to say is that he's like – you know how like – all these like news feeds and news folks are are basically putting a bad light on drones, right? They're putting, oh, look what this guy did with his drone or quad, you know, mm-hmm. with commercial airlines. And this is, I think, what he's saying is kind of flip it back on them. Like, okay, well, you know, these these guys that are doing the uh, commercializing the drones for Amazon and Google and UPS and FedEx or whatever, right? You know. What are they going to be doing? They're going to be coming in with these huge, you know, quads, X8s, octocopters, you know, whatever, right? These big heavy lifting drones because, yeah, you're going to get a package that weighs two pounds, you know, whatever. You're going to need a bigger drone to have that capability. But and once a, enough and funding goes to the right places, suddenly in the eyes of the media, that will be seen as, okay, That they are totally safe. Well, with the media, right? But this is what he's saying before before the the media i think at least this is my interpretation that that we should get ahead of the media and be like well do you want these big drones losing control and coming down in your backyard with your kids playing in your backyard you know and we're talking about 
12, 14 inch carbon fiber blades. When you're talking about those big drones, yeah. they're big carbon fiber blades. You know, do you want that coming into your house, coming into your backyard? You know, maybe, I don't know, crash it through your bay window. Like, I mean, just, just think about the mishaps that can happen. Oh, yeah. Right? So it's a good point, you know, kind of throw it back in their face, right? <laughs> but yeah, awesome. Thanks for messing us. Now, five days ago, Musamil uh, Bazi. Great episode, guys. Kevin, while you were telling about mod for pattern change in Radiant, just a thought. You can also 3D print a placeholder and have a servo turn those buttons or touch the circuit. I'm always looking f- for, uh, I am always looking for Radiant Steve. I mean, plane. I don't know what that means. Maybe he's thinking I'm going to sell one after a flight. I'd be like, well, he's looking that's for one. Probably what he's thinking. That's probably what he's thinking. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought about that. I actually thought about putting a, yeah, a servo. Yeah, you said something for- to me initially about that. Yeah. Yeah, with a rocker switch. Basically, the servo would be the rocker switch going click and click back and forth. Um, once I got the plane, though, that it would have to be a very small servo. And the way to mount could still be a possibility, but it would be really small. And it would have to be like like pretty strong to like not strong to push the buttons, but not to firmly mounted, I'll say, for it to work. Um, it's still it's still feasible. But I feel like uh, these, you know, what is, I think the the Hobby King switches are like I, I don't know. I think they're like ten bucks or five bucks. I don't remember. I think they're like five they bucks, dude. Yeah, yeah. They're they're cheap, so it's easy just to do an electronic version. But yeah, it is a possibility. Maybe uh, someone will do it and and let us know and give it. Uh, let's see. Oh, I know. I, I know this person just from their face. Uh, their profile picture on Poppy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Cheese42 says, Good times at, at Smackfest, Steve and Mike. Um, hashtag dumbass quadrant. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah. So, this is Smith Milk, aka Eric. Um, basically, uh, when we went down to the um, homestead, the uh, Florida Franks event. And, uh, yeah, that's probably talking about me and Mike. Uh, Mike Welsh. So, yeah, the mass squadron. Can't wait. I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to figure out when I want to fly this plane. Maybe this weekend. I don't know. It's ready to go. All right. Let's see here. And then last final. 14 hours ago, Jared four four five four says, "Great show, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, iTunes review. All right. There is an iTunes review. What? What? Yes. We got Chris back on the show. There's an iTunes review. I just fell off my desk. Steve's oh, falling out. off his, I just fell, his I just, router. I just, I just fell. What? What? <laughs> it's, uh, you know, iTunes, I think I saw this, uh, that the, the number went up a couple weeks ago or a week ago, uh, and I forgot to read it or I couldn't find it. Uh, thank you, iTunes. Uh, it put the, this is how it stacks these reviews. The first one we ever got is at the top. And now everyone after that is in order of newest to you know oldest so that's probably why i missed it Uh, i don't know but anyway uh, the podcast is entitled great podcast to get through my commute it's from jay ardner he says uh enjoy listening to the banter and hearing what steve is buying (laughs) 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 Uh, this will give coming this will give Kevin something to read on the next episode. I like that they take the time to acknowledge the listeners uh, that comment, no matter what the platform. Send it. 
Nice. Jim. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> that's Five awesome. stars. Thanks, Jim. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> Do I really buy a lot of stuff? Oh, no. No. No more than like one thing a week. Yeah. <laughs> what did I buy this week? No more than the average like community in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> all right, all right, all right. And uh But hey dude, I'm not saying hey, you enjoy your hobby your way. Sure, sure, that's, yeah. And I'm sure we're uh, all in it for sure, Visa, MasterCard, Discover Card, <laughs> they all enjoy my business. <laughs> they probably do. You know? <sighs> so awesome. Awesome. Thanks again. All right, if you have no more iTunes review, Chris, do you want to give some just final contact info? I know you're you've gated a little bit before, but you know, yep. Web- website is a gateway to all of me. Um, through you know, it's got links to YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. www.3dandscalerchelicopters.com. All the content I've put on there is for you guys to help you out scale 3D airplanes, chargers, pretty much anything I've done since 2012 in the hobby is on my website um usually it's got a link to my youtube or i'm sorry it's got a link to my uh rc helicopter facebook page which then has a build album for whatever i built and then below that in the comments is all the links to the youtube videos so if you want to see what i've been up to past few years check out the website guys awesome chris chris is a huge part of the hobby man for a lot of people for me included you know, I can send Chris a text message about the most off the wall thing. And within like two seconds, he's got a picture or four pictures he's sending me of it. And he's like, here's what you got to do. Here's the build list. Here's whatever it is. But it's just so thanks, Chris. Thanks You're for welcome. everything you do, man. Thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I also have another news announcement. I just want to put this in there real quick. I know it's a, it's a little bit late in the, the podcast, but I can edit it back in. Or you could just, uh, yeah, if you want to edit or you could leave it here. It's, it's not like that kind of news announcements, but it is a very exciting one I'd like to announce. Our very own Anthony Garcia flew a helicopter. Now, I haven't seen video. What? I haven't seen video, so I, I'm, I, you know, I'm a little skeptical, but he did say he went to the field, he had his helicopter, and he flew, and, he, and it felt like he flew for the first time. He was nervous and shaking like a, a leaf, but... Video I'm gonna happen. I'm gonna give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt because I want to believe this. I truly want to believe that he flew a helicopter again. And I just said, "Good. Now keep on flying it and get your money's worth for <laughs> you know for all that money you spent and not float it." So, <laughs> oh, so so yeah. Just want to give Anthony a shout out. I want to believe in it, but I don't know. Fifty-one percent of me says I got to see video. <laughs> so, Sorry, Anthony. So let's let's see if, uh, if if you know anyone does any flying. Um, hopefully, you know if the weather's good enough and he comes out, I want to bring on some helis with it. Um, if he, anybody he, does happen to get Anthony flying on video or Bigfoot or the Easter Bunny, please <laughs> post it and let us know. Shoot, I even throw some money or some product <laughs> towards that. Uh, or Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> right, we love right. you. We love you, Anthony. We love yeah. Anthony. <laughs> Let's see here. What am I? What am I doing? Oh yeah, drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at freefrc at gmail Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freefrc podcast. Dot show. Check, <laughs> check out our webpage, freefrc podcast dot show. Oh damn it! I was early. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we'll say hi to Chris. Hi Chris. Hi, Chris. hi guys. 
Nice. <laughs> uh, we are gonna. I am gonna revamp the thing. I just, you know, I'll do it when I have some time. You know, the, this this next month coming up, I have uh, quite a bit of time off. So, so um, I'll see if I can take a day or two to just concentrate on the website. Oh my uh, god, I'm editing that all out. I don't want to hear that again. <laughs> you you know you loved it when I texted you the other day. I was like, you're gonna hate me. He's like, no, I can't hate you. And I'm like. I just requested nine days off, and I still have six days, seven, was it six or seven days rolling over for next year? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, uh, Flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production, other than the Flight Test Podcast, Free Forestry Podcast, and next to our friends, the FT Community Cast. Hey, Pat and Mike. What's up? And a shout out to our buddy Dave, mm-hmm. who manages the forums. Yep. Uh, RCHeliHangouts.com forum. Under RC Heli Hangouts main section podcast corner, RC free for RC podcast sitting next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans podcast, Walt Ned, Full Pitch podcast, Jimmy Jones. Mike, Mike and Rob. Damn it. <laughs> I was practicing that too. Still screwed it up. <sighs> good day, sir. I said good day, sir. Good day to you, sir. <laughs> <sighs> Damn That's it. That's a full pitch podcast, Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm losing it over here. Scott, you see what happens when you talk about your days off? Kevin just completely loses it. I, I know. I no. refuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's even... like I'm holding my hand up, you know, when you're like, I'm this bad at you, right? Like, he's up there. <laughs> he's up the Let's see, full pitch. And then a Telerotor podcast. Mike, Mike, and Rob. Yeah. There you go. Good job. See, I told you I was practicing. Okay. 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 Nicknames, Telerota Podcast. Shaggy, um, yeah. I'm going to need you to come in this weekend. <laughs> Grumpy DePaulo. Um, Grumpy. Grumpy and, and Mega. And Megaphone. Megaphone okay. Monty. <laughs> Megaphone. Oh, Monty. Oh, jeez, don't start that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we got the BKRC Podcast. Bert and Kyle. Yes. And High Voltage. Bobby Watts. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Mr. Entrepreneur himself. Thanks, Chris, for taking the time to uh, write this review and and come on the show and, and, you know, do this review for us. Um, Thank you, guys. I miss miss reviews, man. The days of the magazines and reviews is coming down. Use this platform, man. Come on. Come on. Do your piece, man. Uh, I know you got some uh, new products, you know, that's probably coming soon. So definitely. Mm -hmm. For sure. Awesome. All right. And thanks to our listeners. I can't believe you put up with 152 episodes <laughs> to do this to this date. <laughs> so thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, we appreciate all the, the Facebook likes, the social media, the liking, the viewing of our live videos, all that stuff. We really appreciate yep. it. So thank you for the support. Thank you. Free Air Sky. And we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. You had to run to the parents oh, that. Right? <laughs> uh, even in the new house. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got to do yeah. that. That's the signature sign off. Right. I, I had to run all the way upstairs. The wife's looking at me like, what the? Are you shitting again? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all right, boys. Well, I have to go watch some shows and relax. But, yeah, man. man. Good catching up, Andy. It was a pleasure, my friend. Like I said, I enjoy the new voice on the podcast. Thank, thank you, Chris. I've I've been a fan for a long time. Oh, you were talking about the magazines. That was my favorite part of the magazine was re- uh, 
fast forwarding to your section, reading your reviews and stuff. So, for sure. Nice. All right, boys. Well, I look forward to Friday. Everybody eat yourself into a food coma on Thursday. Uh-huh. Definitely oh. will do. I don't need to be talked into that. And I'll enjoy a day of Friday. Friday used to be shitting all day. Kevin's going to hate me. I'm going flying tomorrow. You suck, Steve. Where are you going? I'm attempting to do Polder. And I'm going to oh. be picking up two new planes, or two new-to-me planes. Kevin? Let me know when you go, because I might throw shit in the truck and... Dude, yeah. Stop on the way back. Yeah, Kevin, sure. Kevin, Andy, and I are going to those things called jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I get a paycheck from this company. Like, like I work there, yeah. <laughs> two yeah, more planes. Funny. All right, where are they? Come on. Yeah, see how everything ramps up when I put up Skype? This should be an interesting show because I didn't do anything RC-related this week. Nothing. I had a little job that my brother-in-law wanted me to do, and I did that. And uh, I had another request that was to make a cherry martini, so I worked on that. That was a... um, a challenge that I instantly accepted and was willing to, you know, sacrifice what I had to, um, you know, to pull through, to go, to, to struggle through and, you know, get the deed done, as they say. Get things done. So, a little grenadine, a little cherry flavored vodka, a little cranberry juice, a little sweet and sour, and then a little secret that my Las Vegas buddy told me about and uh it's pretty good pretty good maybe I'll post it on Facebook maybe I won't but my biggest challenge was not to have it taste like medicine because my wife is always like it tastes like medicine well it's cherry and it has alcohol in it of course it tastes like medicine sometimes I gotta treat her like a five-year-old just sit in front of the TV and watch the ID channel and let the let the adults work let the let let things happen so on another note, my buddy Jeff, you guys might know him. You long, 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 long time listeners might know who he is. He, um, it's got me playing Elite Dangerous with, uh, the whole setup, the Thrustmaster stick and throttle and the whole deal. And my God, if I vanish from the show, that's why I'm in space. We do have a freaking i am so together look at this i'm look at the it's it's a podcast an audio podcast and i'm telling you people out there to look at this look at this we haven't even started recording the show and i already am opening up podbean you guys should be very happy and i'm firing up itunes too we got in front of the you know the 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 mirror and we we posed and we we worked out and you know everything was as it should be you know, everything was right with the world. You know, but all these the silly little things that go on now, you know, they take one step, you know, and then somebody says, I did not like the way you put your foot down. Yeah, well, you're not going to like where my foot goes next. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, damn it, you idiot. Listen, I know exactly where it started. It started with everybody in the crosswalks and the cars have to stop. You know, that, you know. You, you just walk out into in front of the cars, you know, the cars are 2,000 pounds, you know, which I can bench press, by the way. Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. I'm going to add you. 
Are you adding me? Please. Maybe I'll call them. Hey. Hey. I hey, added myself. Going? Well, no, I invited you, and then you basically joined the call. Yeah. Okay. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. Uh, how are you? <laughs> Kevin. How are you, Mr. Rybert? Oh, dude, I was just taking a shit. Oh, man, he's dropping a deuce. Deuce. <sighs> that dinner did not agree with me. What'd you have? I just got home late and I just crammed together. Nicole made like pasta with meat sauce and I put like a pound of cheese on it. Ah, uh, surprised your colon works at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm bad. I like cheese too much. I put like half a shaker of Parmesan on it. Oh, I love parm on everything. Uh, like when I make Great. my stuffed shells, I use a whole bag of mozzarella and a whole Parmesan shaker just in my cheese mix with the ricotta. Oh, jeez, man. Mm. Alright, so let's see how long I can last. I hear I'm still eating. Mm. I'm drinking. I'm trying to clean my system out. I've been drinking water like crazy this week, getting ready for my food coma on Thursday. (laughs) Nice. Mm. Okay. Are you guys ready to start? Yeah, because I'm seeing how long I can go with this stomach like this. Alright, let's do this then. Alright, let's do this. Are you recording, Kevon? Kevon, are you recording? I am recording, my good very man. Very good, very good, very good. Okay. <clears throat> hey. Yes. Oh, we're starting. Yes. Is this thing on? Hey, save me for last for what you've been up to. That way, if I need to run upstairs real quick, I can, and we can go right into what I've been up to and the main topic. Anyways, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, what sure. you been up to, Chris? 